Welcome to Memory Lane, where your favorite songwriters share their greatest shame. We're here today with Claire Wellen of San Fermin and Youth in a Roman Field. How are you? I'm good. I'm nervous. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Claire and I have known each other for a long time, I yeah. guess. Many, many years ago, many we years were in, ago. A, in a project together. <laughs> many lifetimes that ago, sounds, I would say. That sounds, not sounds, it feels... It feels like another, like another life. Yeah. It really oh, does. Oh, absolutely. I was, I mean, I was a different person. I must have yeah. been like 22, I guess. I yes. don't know. It was, yeah. 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 Because yep. I was probably 25 or something, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was a different person too. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. <laughs> yes, here we are. <laughs> so when did you start writing songs? How old were you? Um, I, I was a, like a kid when I first started although like as we're like leafing through some of these pages here like a lot of that was either like very um emo sort of piano ballads Mm because that's like what I thought songwriting was Mm -hmm. um and we had a piano in our house and I didn't know how to play it but I would like you know and then I would write like instrumental pieces for the violin um because that uh was the only instrument I actually played at that time. Um, So I was a kid. And then in terms of actually doing it seriously Mm -hmm. and working on it and, I don't know, making an intention to get better at it, I was in college. Yeah. And I was um, in a kind of like a jazzy duo where I was just singing and writing lyrics. And my friend Eric Mason, who's an amazing musician in Minneapolis, was like played piano and he wrote the, all the melodies and mm-hmm. stuff. So that was the first time that I had to write lyrics, which I still to this day uh, definitely think are my weakest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it kind of drove me crazy to to just work on the lyrics. It was a good like challenge for the way that we wrote. Uh-huh. But I, it's lyrics are so difficult for me, and I think it's taken me a long time to even make peace with like my own process of writing lyrics. For sure, if yeah. that makes sense. It does Very make long-winded sense. answer. <laughs> no, that that totally makes sense. Um, I mean, like, that's part of it, too, is just doing it a lot. So yes. you've done that a lot, clearly. We've, <laughs> we've been looking through Claire's uh, suitcase of, <laughs> of songwriting, basically. Uh, a lot of pieces of paper, lyrics written on envelopes and things <laughs> like that. So you're doing the right thing. You're just doing a lot of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's a true cliche. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things are cliches for a reason, exactly. right? Exactly, right? yes. yes. Um, so we're going to listen to a few of Claire's older songs here. <laughs> so what, what's the first one you have queued up for us? So, Can you tell us a little bit about it before yeah, we give this, it a listen? This is the one that I immediately um, thought of when when you proposed, you know, that, that we do this mm-hmm. um, or when you invited me um, to do this. And uh, so this is a song uh, called Major Arcana, which is actually a song title that I've thought about reusing because I like tarot. Like I, yeah. there's a certain amount of woo woo that I actually enjoy and do find solace in. Same. And um, I ended up not using this this title because I thought of a better title. But um, <laughs> this is the original 
major arcana song, which um, I wrote because I had my first serious tarot reading. Mm -hmm. And it was 2012. And I was really, I was just really um, affected by it. And in some ways that are still relevant today. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of a turning point for me where I was thinking about being a songwriter more than being an actor. And it was the very beginning of that. But all that said, the song is just about a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's all that it's about. And it's about... you know, myself kind of being being mad at like a Cupid figure for sort of ensnaring me in this uh, relationship with this guy that, you know, I thought was bad. And so I was like, God damn it, love. <laughs> like it, that's what that's what the song um, is about. And I've always been a very big Laura Marling fan. And I oh, was me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I to this day, she's she's probably the uh person that has influenced me most in my Mm -hmm. you know but I was listening to a lot of Laura Marling and pretty much only writing songs in minor keys Mm -hmm. and was really trying to make this like sort of like almost like an old English ballad type thing as well so great well let's (laughs) give it a listen Uh, it's like it's very um well you'll hear it (laughs) violin is like like really out of tune and sort of like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah very um yeah like uh folk folk emo Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 pretty much all the songs I wrote around that time were just different versions of that of being like oh (laughs) (laughs) my heart yeah but you gotta write those you know your yeah little, your little younger heart needs to get them out it, yeah yeah uh, yeah it just yeah and the language too the language is so um formal mm-hmm. in this which i think is really funny because it's me as an older you know older 
person, like now looking back at this was seven years ago, that's kind of what I thought also that serious songwriting was, right. was sort of having really, um, you know, like the language is so actually unnatural to me. Mm-hmm. That what, I was, are, what are some of the lines? Yeah, so the lyrics are, um, I don't deny your hold on man, nor curse you in the dark. Nor. Nor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, right. Like, and I remember writing the word nor in it, two, if not three songs around this time. <laughs> um, for when I do, the scars appear. I count them mark for mark. Like scars as a metaphor, you know, yeah. hasn't been done before. <laughs> No, never. <laughs> yeah. So, and though I love the thought of you in Dancing in the Night, stronger parts of mangled hearts can't carry out the fight. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was really into Shakespeare, and yeah, I like, yeah. just wanted to to be that. You right. Know? <laughs> For sure. I definitely had a Shakespeare phase as well. Yeah. Oh, huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I was kind of, like, the next verse, like, the past, it will betray you. Invited to settle the score. A player in the present, she will trade you war for war. Like, I don't really know. Yeah. My dear friend love, who makes the world go round. I'm always the fool, and what have I found? It's just so formal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very formal, very dramatic. Very dramatic. <laughs> so that's that's uh, Major Arcana. That's great. <laughs> Not coming to... Um, a record store near you. <laughs> so what's the second one you okay, have for so us to listen to? This is actually um, these songs that I that I have uh, are very obviously all along the same line, which is like, you know, songs about um, boys not liking me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, this, so this one is something that has been around, you know, for for at least six six years maybe and mm-hmm. I've it's called Hide Myself and I have so many versions of these lyrics in front of us because I've this is the song that I've tried to muscle into working. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. You're just like if I could just if do... I could just actually make it good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um so I have a uh several different um uh versions of it here but I I'll I'll play us uh one that excellent that will just you know you'll get the idea right um this one uh is also in a minor key
version i was like no uh how about we just do slower do it slower (laughs) right 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 i'm glad i'm not the only person who does this oh yeah (laughs) i mean it's pretty fun yeah like and there's a section here where i'm like i try it like well what if i do the same exact thing but way higher but i think it's so funny that i was like what if i slow it down (laughs) (laughs) right it's just really on the nose that's what i'll say about this song it's just really on the nose there's about in front of us um one two three four five six so half a dozen full-length pages of like different versions of like i'm losing my mind again like a lot of really formal language that Mm -hmm. i think is just basically like i was trying to do my my version of like poet in a dark corner of a bar who's had too much to drink like I really was like fully diving into this like I'm a crazy artist (laughs) look Um, how self-destructive I am yes yes I was in a very like look how self-destructive I am time and like I do remember also like during this time like oh like here's one this says like tear myself into pieces distract me with so many stories it's it's really intense there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of you know but I like was making myself like two Manhattans every night like yeah (laughs) like like during this period of time and like was like trying to sort of do it in a weird way um and you know it doesn't it doesn't work for me yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know you had to try it try that yeah find out that it doesn't work and move on to something else and the funny thing about all the violin stuff like there's like a whole interlude section that's like just like crazy like violin stuff like screeching which you know I do kind of love a certain amount of that oh for sure obviously you know but but like it's just so on the nose of being like what does it sound like when you lose your mind? <laughs> it sounds like crazy violin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really just going for it. Well, maybe someday it'll just, like, you'll wake up in the middle of the night and it'll dawn on you and this song will be, like... Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. So... So let's listen to one and more. One more. So I think this one is actually really interesting to bring up because... It actually, a part of this did become something that I love and is actually on our um, Youth in a Roman Field record. And Mm -hmm. it has just become an interlude called Slings in the Air. So there was this really, I think, beautiful like string, you know, it it became an interlude. It's just like this this string phrase that Mm -hmm. I really came to love. But I tried to, I just tried to make a song out of it so hard. Yes. And this is, uh, oh, now this is me. I'm I'm back to guys, just boys. This Mm -hmm. is just back to that. Oh, here, here, here this is. Here's my lyrics. Ooh, I like this lyric already. 
I'm becoming an expert. No, you're becoming an expert in letting me down. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is a uh, another forced song. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a twelve different versions. We didn't take that stay, so skip to the part of slings in the air. So this part I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I actually love this part. So this ended up on our record as a totally separate thing. And this is good, this next part. I'm dying to you. What will you offer in sympathy? Oh, how we are cruel in repeating history. So we have a really good... Uh, repeating history line. I like that. Oh, how we are cruel in repeating our history. Also never, also never said before. Never. <laughs> here's, here's a lyric that didn't make it into that recording, which is, make a knife of these words. It's the least you can do. Gouge me, hollow me out. As I manufacture a man out of you, it's a story of highest art. <laughs> I release you from this story of you. The tyranny of the tyranny of two and four and four and two. No idea what that means, but um, yeah. So this is just basically, um, yeah, just basically like, why don't you like me? I'm mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Should have made those the lyrics. Listen, I honestly you like me. I am mad about it. I honestly think that you could take like all of my music, like even the stuff that I'm writing now that is you know, I think better. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> and be like my whole um canon is just uh you don't like me and I'm mad about it. <laughs> I have a lot of those too. I should just I should just I should just release 12, uh, 12 tracks of just saying that. Yeah. That's a good con. <laughs> that is, actually. <laughs> you, you could get a lot of streams. That, just I was really just really repeat saying. that. You know, it just would be so short. <laughs> I got to the chorus right away. What are you... <laughs> what are you talking about? It yeah. doesn't... It doesn't slap. Yeah. <laughs> So do you feel like there are ways in which your songwriting process has changed over the years? Well, for sure. I mean, there is, um, like, I still a lot of times have the urge to write, like, really twee lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I still will, like, write them out, like, to get them out of my system. Right. And then I'll just kind of, like, keep writing and keep writing if it is a section I think is a little bit on the nose. Like, actually, what I've embraced in songwriting that I think is, like, just a really good lesson is um, use of detail. Mm -hmm. um, and by that, I mean, like, actual detail, not, like, stab my heart out with a knife. <laughs> like, you know, which is actually, like, very general. But so, you know, of course, like, 
great pop music like a lot of the lyrics are general for a reason because we you know so many of us can re relate to broad lyrics you know we can put fit our own lives in them but like my favorite band for so many years was Radiohead and mm -hmm. they have these very specific and also very sparse lyrics yes and so I started thinking about that more and more when I started to get serious about it I guess is a better way to put it when I started wanting to like make things better and mm -hmm. um actually say things in my own voice like basically I just try and use less words and make them more specific and like really I'll ask myself or I'll write to myself like what are you actually trying to say like what why are you writing this song and a lot of times you can say what you're trying to say with a lot less words yeah. than if you're trying to write like an old English poem, <laughs> which is basically what all of, you know, of course there's music like that that is amazing, but I'm not fucking like, you know, Keats and like, I'm, you know, I'm not Bob Dylan. I'm not, right, you know, right. I'm, I'm not, um, like Joni Mitchell like that's another person that comes to mind where you know the songwriting was different and I was obviously trying to recreate that but it just doesn't work on me because it's so put on right you know what I mean for sure yeah <laughs> it has to be something that's like natural not something you're trying exactly. to exactly like force into shape exactly and like basically you know all these songs are like I they're really forced and that's I think what is bad about them mm -hmm. <laughs> right you know yeah, there's a certain amount of like for me working on songs that I'll do. I'll like have an idea, and I'll, but I I don't anymore try to force it. I'll just like yeah. let it sit. I definitely have song ideas that you know have been sitting around for like five years or something, and I just leave them be. Yes, and like if I can come back to them and use part of them for something, that's cool. But otherwise, like whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's not worth it. It's I kind of think of it too um, in a similar way in terms of like you're a songwriter like that's one of the ways that you express yourself in the world it's yes. a thing about you that's not gonna go away like you're always gonna be um open to like receive ideas or generate them or like like you know that's one thing I kind of have realized slowly over time especially like from my like two Manhattans a night schedule that mm -hmm. I was on <laughs> it was like it's like like you're not gonna you're like this isn't the last song you're ever gonna write right this probably is not the song that's gonna like rocket you to stardom and and so it's not that big of a deal right you know like write it if it's there but don't like pace around and like get you know get all like wrapped up in the drama of it right. because if you're a writer that's your your job and like I think this sort of tortured artist thing is like just now I'm just like oh my god we get it like <laughs> we get it you know and I even am a person that has depression and anxiety but I'm like well yes. I don't shouldn't be leaning into that the whole reason is I write is partially to get out of that. Exactly. So why am I trying to like bludgeon myself with my own songwriting? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a hard enough to like be in the world. Exactly. Somebody with depression and anxiety, you don't yeah. also have to like beat yourself up for like right. your creative process. Exactly. And doing the thing that you love to do. Yeah, yeah. And I was really trying to do it, you know, the way that I thought people did it. 
Right. You know what I mean? Which may be true, but like it's not, it wasn't working for me. So <laughs> when I really tried to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And you got some wonderful material out of really it. Really good material. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my God. what are some things you've been listening to lately? Albums, songs, oh. bands that haven't been inspiring you or you've just been putting on repeat or enjoying? Wow. I'm actually going to gonna look at my um, at my iTunes because Do it. I'm one of those people when people are like, what's your favorite, you know, artist? I'm like, I don't, what's music? Yeah, Like, no, I really I do, do the blank same out. I do the same thing. I blank out. I'm like, oh, nothing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, nothing. So, well, I actually just, so I did a, as I'm scrolling through things, I'm like, I'm not really listening to any of this, but I did do like a, a top 10 of 2019 list. Um, a couple of the records um, are uh, this Jamie record by Brittany Howard, which is really amazing. She's the lead singer of Alabama Shakes. Okay, cool. Whose music has definitely been inspiring to me. Um and uh, the, of course, the new Andrew Bird record, mm-hmm. um, my finest work yet, is on there. He has always inspired me. Like he is sort of the origin story in a lot of ways of of the way that I write, um, because he like sh- you know showed me with his own work like how it's possible to be a string player and use it as your songwriting yes. instrument. Um, but the Lizzo record, I think, is so amazing because I love you. It's fantastic. Yes, and. What I like about it is it um, she's she's so celebratory and like that's something she has always had in her music. Um, And that's inspired me to be more celebratory in my own writing as opposed to depressive. You know what I mean? I really like, you know, music to be positive for people and there's one part of that that's like if you write a song that is inherently sad, you know, and people connect to it, like that's really, be- like that's a beautiful thing to have For a sure. haven in music and be comforted by it. Um, but I, I'm also like, I'm really interested in like what can I write about that's joyful to me. So that's part of this new thing I'm embarking on um, is like how can I celebrate music while I'm in it? Or when I'm creating it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's something, yeah. And of course, like the Beyonce Homecoming Live. (laughs) So amazing. Both the record and the, and the, um, the special. Yeah. Like were really influential on me. (laughs) I, it was so amazing. I, yeah. When I started, I just was home one night alone and like, what started watching the special and I just like started crying at it's, one point and I was like yeah. this is so good it's amazing um the production of it yes. and the coordination that had to happen yeah to, and like the musicianship and the just the whole yeah. spectacle of it I think is fantastic and yeah, is, yeah huge inspiration for me yeah too. it's it's just it's amazing to see she really is at the height of her craft. And that's something that I have always valued is like people that, you know, take their craft seriously, but not like necessarily themselves, which I think you right. could argue for her like either way. But um, she's just so expert. And I just love how she made the whole thing like a celebration mm-hmm. of 
black people and of black women and how much she she in infused that into her music mm-hmm. and um you know like her performance of i care um in that in the the coachella show like i just was like wow like this is a song about about being earnest and i was just like wow like i i don't have to just write about things that are um negative or punishing on their right face like i can write about you know my earnestness and my joy and the the you know i can write in celebration and not just in depression which is a new thing and i'm very excited for that (laughs) yeah that's a great goal to have yeah yeah something i've thought about certainly as well yeah yeah it's it's nice Mm -hmm. and it's crazy that it feels so um like new do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I grew up listening to like a lot of sad sack songs, I think. And, like not, <laughs> yeah. in, not in like a negative way and like yeah. not in a bad way. It's just like, a, you know, I was like in my feelings and listening to a totally. lot of Sufjan and crying. Oh, right? my God. <laughs> I mean, Sufjan is another Sufjan's up there with Andrew Bird, Laura Marling and probably Regina Spector. Mm-hmm. Those probably are the, the uh, and I would say like, like if I were to do a top five influence, I probably then would add punch brothers but those like and sufyan's another person that has very specific lyrics yes and there's so many times listening to his music where i didn't know like what he was talking about you know for example like the song feudal devices yes. do you remember that yeah like you know he's talking not obviously i guess who knows but he sounds like he's speaking about a specific person in a specific event and i'm like i don't know who he's talking about i don't know where he is in space and time and physically he seems to be commenting on where he is but it's like it just evokes a certain feeling and all of that stuff is so i don't know it's so it's meaningful yeah. and so it's not to disparage any of that you know that that those musicians or him specifically, because he's just a hero. For sure. But yeah, a lot of time listening to Suzanne Stevens and crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a, a lot. The, the <laughs> total whole section mood. of it's my a, life. Me too. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes still is, you know. A whole section great. of my life. <laughs> yes. And and you know, I'll just I'll just always love him, you know. Same. No matter what. So making room for for, for that as well. For sure. <laughs> it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Hello. Thanks for listening. You can find Youth in a Roman Field and San Fermin's music on the internet everywhere you find music. And you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you're liking the podcast, we'd love it if you could rate, review, subscribe, give us a follow. It really helps us out. And if you are a songwriter who is interested in being on the podcast, you can email me at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.